0: Hi, Jonathan here. I just want to take a minute to thank you for being a a radio listener. Um, We cannot do what we do without your partnership. And briefly, I just want to invite you as the year uh, closes out to just consider us as a place where you might be able to financially partner. You know, we need partners like you in order to expand our reach into even more countries and help even more individuals to be able to find the hope and the help that they need to break free from any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. So please consider partnering with us as the year closes out. You can simply go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link and make your gift there. We'd especially appreciate it if you would consider becoming a monthly partner. That helps us to just expand our reach even more and also gives you an opportunity through the faithful giving to be able to also pray for us as you give on a monthly basis. Again, that's PureSexRadio.com and click on the donate link. Thank you so much and God bless you. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at PureSexRadio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad that you've decided to join us. Uh, My name is Jonathan, and I'm always glad to be here with you. And we're also always glad to have our good buddy Stephen here. So, Stephen, how are you doing today? I am
1: well, I'm blessed and grateful to be here. Well, we sort of left everybody
0: on a cliffhanger uh, last time. We've been talking about this, this, this moment of awakening and really trying to unpack that. And although we've been calling it a, a moment of awakening, you're starting to really kind of see that there's, there's layers to it. It's almost like a moment turns into sort of a season of awakening. And, and last time we, we sort of talked about the aha Moment of this particular guy. We talked about how there was a recognition then of some of the the historical elements that led up to the necessity of awakening, and then recognizing some of the the emotions of that, and then then dealing with some of the fears that are associated with that awakening. and And now, Stephen, I guess um, I'm going to pass it off to you, and and have you just. Uh, help us pick up where we left off and and keep going. And so, listeners, if you if you didn't catch the previous broadcast, you can you can catch part one of this uh, moment of awakening episode.
1: So this gentleman is saying, um, in this moment of awakening, that some insights came together, and he wanted to share them. And he said, "Sure, share them with the rest of the guys. That would be helpful." So a little summary, as he said. I don't understand emotions and my head is full of emotional pain and I treat it like a bank and vault it up until I can't take it anymore. Then I'll have an anger outburst and then I'll be alone by myself, but I hate being alone and it's just cycle goes on and Mm -hmm. on. So then he says, uh, today is the day of ownership, because yesterday everything in my life changed i set the record straight i told my wife this has nothing to do with you this is all about me this is what i told my wife here is the problem i do not know how to deal with my own emotions this morning i stood in front of the mirror and i was there 15 or 20 minutes I just looked and spoke to myself. I said, I see a lot of ugly in this mirror, and I see a lot of good, and I see a very tired man. Today, the old ends. No more getting worse. No more struggling with this ugly pattern and just getting worse. Today, I take ownership. This is my struggle.
0: And, you know, this is, this is something that I think is so critical to this process because a lot of times what, what I see in a lot of men who don't maybe really come to this point of awakening is we might call them a serial confessor. Mm. So there's a sense of knowing that the path they're on is not the best path. Like, hey, they know that they're doing unhealthy things. They know they're doing things that are hurting other people. But there, there's a difference with what this man is stating than with somebody who's just kind of continuing to keep one foot firmly planted in their patterns, but then keep oh, confessing. Yes. This guy is, I almost think that ownership brings a heart of repentance. Hmm in into the situation. Cause what I hear in here is not only a sense of ownership, but if I can put it this way, there's like a there's like a godly sorrow in this. Because on the one hand, he's making these declarations, listen, this is not about you. This is about me. I'm owning it. I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm going to take ownership for both what has occurred and then what I'm going to do about it. But in that, don't you think that in order to get to a place of of that kind of ownership, there's a humility that kind of comes through sorrow because we recognize that earlier. Mm. Hey, I don't know how to do emotions. I don't, and it's like there's a brokenness there that's different than just saying, "Hey, listen, uh, I know I hurt you. I've done some bad things. So, um, will you forgive me?" And kind of right, like and a then logical. Next week thing, you could have sure. exactly the same conversation right. and nothing really change. I see a sense of this ownership brings about a sense of new direction. And I Something's looked at change. me
1: too, right? Even in that, when you talk about that, I looked at me and I said, "I see good and I see bad, but I'm seeing me. Like for the first time, I am seeing me." And what I hear in that is then when he says, "I'm so
0: tired," mm. that's where I think part of the sorrow piece comes in. Is like, you know what? I'm broken over this. I'm exhausted. Mm. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to use the same tools that I've been using before because it's gotten me to this place. And I want, to, I want to pick up some new tools. I want to go in a new direction. And I want to seek the help of others to do that. That's a different, that's a whole different attitude than just a kind of a trite confession.
1: Does mm, that make sense? Yes. So he said, <clears throat> I knew I had to talk to God. So I asked God two spiritual questions. How do I get better and can you help me? Then I asked Jesus this question. Am I just a big ugly mess to you? Mm. Who who am I to you? So those thoughts sort of were hanging out there and he goes on. He says, I was not trained well in managing my own emotions. The old, old plan has been to keep all emotions inside. Only let out anger. Hold inside all your hurts, your pain, your wants and your needs. Then I remembered this Tony Robbins quote. You must heal the boy inside for the man to appear. I love that thought. It provides direction and solution. So we got God and Tony Robbins.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to go back. Well, I always think, you know, that there's there's nothing that's not at God's disposal for speaking, right? Hmm. Um, I want to go back to the spiritual questions because, you know, when he says, how can I get better and can you help me? And then asking Jesus, am I just this big, ugly mess to you? You know, I, I think I wish, and maybe does he give us the
1: answer? Like no, how- no, he just knew cry out to heaven. Yeah. I think it's going to be revealed as he goes on. This is the moment of awakening and there's revelation to come, I think.
0: Yeah, because you know, there's a part of me that wants to, you know, quickly bring scripture in and quickly bring these answers because these are statements that are born out of pain, out of confusion, out of shame.
1: Yeah. Right? Am I just yes. a big
0: ugly mess and and you know, can you help me? we know the Sunday school answers to these, right? Yes, mm. yes, yes, absolutely. God will help you. And, and no, you're not a big ugly mess. You are, You're so precious that Amen. he died on the cross for you. But I think it's important to pause. Yes. And the reason is, is because these are questions that God must bring personally mm. to this man. And I want our listeners to hear that because... I'm not, I'm not downing any well-meaning people who want to come in and rush in with these positive, great answers that are true. Right. But when you're having a moment of awakening, there's a, there's a realization when you think about the ownership that you take, both of the pain, both of the bad and of the good. And you realize "I, I need a new direction here. And I also need some new answers that come in a new way that is something that i think has to occur between this person and god that's right personally I think you're
1: right so we
0: can we can certainly speak truth into people's lives right right but those particular answers have to come directly
1: and we'll see what happens and if at the end you want to add anything you know what i mean that yeah. you can be the stand in for jesus right you can you can say those things because we have the spirit of god in us but
0: you he also <clears throat> pointed out this let's talk about the
1: tony robbins quote yeah
0: You know, the idea of you must heal the uh, boy inside for the man to appear. And that's something that we deal with a lot in the Gateway workshops with men. Yes. Is this issue of, man, the the boy inside has been stunted or strangled or cast aside. And what we want to do is help that little boy reemerge in a healthy way. In innocence and
1: creativity and curiosity. Yes. But... But he, the answer, you know, it's interesting because how's God going to answer? And wait a minute, this line may be God answering because he says, then I had a new thought. And mm. that's sort of how the Spirit works. I am not who I thought I was. I've been telling myself a lie. I thought I was this weak, confused, scared boy no one wanted to love. No wonder I hid. Now I'm learning who I really am. Mm. The truth is, I've always been a regular boy with strengths and weaknesses, but no one ever told me. I thought I was just a bad, unwanted, ugly kid. I haven't known this truth about myself, but I've repeated these lines thousands of times. I'm a mess. I'm a liar. No one wants to know me. It's just easier to blame others. And I've wasted a lot of life. Repeating these lines daily has made life feel like living in a mud pit. And I love this picture. We'll get up. He says, I wake up, I rise out of bed, I step into a mud pit. I walk around all day working and living in a mud pit in a waist-deep, Mud pit. So waist high, Mm -hmm. deep mud pit. It's (laughs) exhausting. It sounds like it. And then I go to bed and I get up. And and I step in the mud again. And I walk through this mud pit all day long. That's Mm. my life.
0: And you know what? That picture, I I love the imagery that he uses there because everything he's talking about before this can be summarized in one word, shame. Mm he has and think about it the imagery he's using is a physical picture of the the shame that he is walking around in think of the mud pit that's the shame
1: mm. he's
0: walking around the shame of of thinking that he's just a bad unwanted ugly kid that's shame. He's he's been covered yes. with the mud of shame. Not only covered with it, he feels like he's he's living daily waist deep in it. And um and so it, it makes sense then that he would be exhausted. Shame yes. is exhausting.
1: It's a great word picture because I think a lot of people out there are go shaking their heads saying Oh my goodness, that's what my life feels like. Mm-hmm. I just get up and I walk in resistance all day long. I fight the best I can against it. I fall into bed. I get up again. Mm-hmm. So, so, so go ahead. Let's see. So Where's it, my room here? It, it, it
0: looks like we're going to be. He's, he's, this is sort of the unpacking of all of the realities that are in terms of the shame, the pain, the realization that I don't know how to do emotions. Uh, I've got this, all these stories in my history that are part of this. I, I But I'm taking ownership. I'm saying, listen, I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to put this on my wife. The things I've done, I've done. But now it seems like, okay, all of that sort of processing of the moment is leading now to a new plan. There's a new
1: direction that's ahead for him.
0: Why don't you help us unpack that?
1: He said, for the first time, I'm opening up with my wife. I've kept a curtain between us. I love his word pictures. Aren't they great? Behind the curtain was the real me. And for the first time, she's learning me. I'm being honest and vulnerable. In the past, I let her love the fake me. Mm. Now I'm being real. And I've noticed something wonderful. My inside is changing. The only way to describe it is my wife and I are making a soul connection. Mm.
0: You know what? the the One of the things that comes to my mind here is I wonder how many of our listeners, especially the wives who might be hearing this, are thinking, I wonder how I would react if my husband came to me with this awakening. Because I think there's a whole lot of different ways that can react. I mean, we're, we're seeing one way in which a reaction could go, which seems to be pretty positive, actually, in terms yes. of receptivity to vulnerability and those kinds of things. But that's not always the case. And so I want to be transparent with our audience so that they don't get some kind of idea that, hey, listen, this is the only way that this can happen. This is the only direction that this awakening should go. And I really want that to be said mainly to those who are experiencing the awakening. Because you might share with your spouse, listen, I'm taking ownership. I'm recognizing I don't know how to do emotions or whatever it is the awakening is. And you might hope that there's a positive reception to that, even if there isn't, I want to encourage you to st- keep pressing into the
1: awakening. Mm. Don't
0: let you know a negative response detract you from the necessity to keep pressing. Right, into those because
1: things. she might be tired or give lost her hope and say, "I don't care, you'll never change." Right, be prepared. You say some people will. Will welcome you, and some people resist you.
0: Yeah, the the key phrase that I hear uh, of what he says here is, "Now I'm being real." Yes, and that's I think the outcome of an awakening is you recognize, hey, you know what? Previously, I was living the fake. I was there was that he mentioned before about pride, right? You talk about that pride pushes us towards a facade, and um, and so that. Is what we're aiming for in an awakening is be real, mm-hmm. even if the response
1: is not to great. those you're being real with is not great. But what I love about this, he said, my inside mm-hmm. is changing. That's good, yeah. And he said, my wife and I are making a soul connection. Now remember how he started. I hate being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just sit there and spin through this ugly stuff. I keep it inside, no one knows. But now I'm letting my wife in. She's coming into my pain place. She's coming into my secret place. And what's happening? Just the relationship, right? It's really God's relationship, a husband and a wife, right? Mm -hmm. So God's at work. This wife moves in, he's vulnerable, and there's a connection at the soul level. The unworthy mess of a boy hiding who wasn't loved well by mom or dad is finding love Mm. and connection, relationship from a wife. She's literally healing him Mm -hmm. as he lets her in. She's part of his transformation and healing.
0: Man, that is a beautiful thing.
1: And that's, you know, if you think about it,
0: Everything that was part of his desires behind the facade before are becoming a reality. Mm. He wanted reassurance. He wanted safety. He wanted comfort. Yes. And within that uh, description of a soul connection, what is that? That's all of those things. You, you're you're being reassured. You're being comforted. You're, you've got safety in there because it's like our souls are in the deepest you know? places. Yeah. I
1: don't need my vault to hide my emotions anymore. I don't need the curtain. I don't have to walk in my my mud all day long. Yeah. I can come out. I and I won't. I don't have to repeat the lies. My wife is saying thank you for being here and. And you're a good man, and I can see you're trying and growing. It's like, those are new lines. They're not shame lines. Mm -hmm. And I can think about, and if you think about, this is the father at work. This is Adam and Eve, right? This is two becoming one. Mm -hmm. This is God healing this man through a woman was already in place. Standing by, I'm standing by, I'm waiting for the awakening. Can't you just hear this? the, the father saying, stand by, stand right. by, stand by, I need you, good wife, I need you, stand by. Because when he has his moment of awakening, you'll be called upon, you'll be invited in, and then go show him all the love of Jesus. It's like... <gasps> Well,
0: what are some some other things that this guy learned that he's going to be able to share with us? Because I think there's still
1: more here that's going to benefit our listeners. I don't know how we – we should have ended the podcast at that high right there. (laughs) So, okay. So he said, I always thought we had a communication problem. And I love it. Everybody says that, and it actually annoys me when people say God. we have a communicate. Now you talk beautifully to me for thirty minutes. You say everything perfectly, and then you say, "And we have a communication problem." <laughs> well, where is it? I don't see it because any- I uh, go ahead. I have
0: to admit, I I, I simply couldn't do your job. I mean, the, the amount of times that you probably hear things that you're going, you're not even close to hitting the mark in <laughs> terms it. of what the issue actually is. You know?
1: How you don't just, well, you have pulled all your hair out. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I thought we had a communication problem. But he says, now I know I have an opening up problem. Man, that's wisdom right there. My wife tried to make me open up. I resisted. Growing up, no one opened up. I've mm. never had one deep emotional conversation with my mom or my dad. Mm. Never have I had one. Mom taught me coping and survival. Dad taught me escaping. I'm 30 years old, and I'm finally starting to mature, slowly. Funny, I'm also starting to feel like a man. Mm. I'm learning my heart is full of painful stories and I'm ready to start telling them. I'm learning myself. I'm learning to be okay alone. I'm learning new adult skills. Skills like playing, resting, grieving, releasing, and living simpler. For the first time, I'm enjoying myself, my wife, and my God.
0: Wow. Let's just look at... Because I think this is really important to tie together what can seem like only a moment in time in terms of where you have that revelation, that awakening, right? Yes. Because it seems so immediate, so intense. And and notice where he started way back in uh, and you'll have to go, listeners, back to the previous broadcast that we did on this. But the his first revelation was that um what? I can't do this alone. And I don't know how to do emotions. Yes. Now look at from the awakening, there's been some processing through all of that mess, right? And now what are the things that he's starting to connect with? He's starting to connect with um, uh, others. He's starting to realize, you know, think about his two fears too, right? I don't like being alone and and I don't like getting into my head. What does he say? He says I've learned that I got a lot of painful stories, and I'm ready to start telling them. What's he got to do? He's going to get into his stories. That's getting into his head. Then he says, "And his
1: emotions, right? Yeah,
0: I'm okay with being alone." Uh, Wow, there are changes that are going on. So I I want our listeners to hear the the power that awakening has to spurring transformation. That Mm. it's not just about having a moment where you recognize all that's broken recognize all that's needed, but that then there's movement toward all these things. Now, I also love what he's saying here about the idea of maturity and that it's happening slowly. There's a recognition that it's a process, right? Mm, And I like that so that he's willing to even embrace that. Hey, I might have had a moment in time where, boom, this seemed to all blow up. But now I'm recognizing as I start stepping into that awakening, this isn't going to be an overnight transformation. So the awakening could happen in a moment in time, right? Like the aha moment. Right. But the things that come out of that,
1: they unfold over time. You walk them out, right, in life with another person, with a wife. So when no openness is modeled in childhood, he said, I just developed a curtain, mm. and you on one side of the curtain, you can see me walking in pride and strength and image, but behind the curtain, that's, that's what I learned, and then by watching mom and dad slug their way through life, I learned, well, we all live in a mud pit. Mm. You have to live in a mud pit, to, that's what life is. You need a curtain, and you walk in the mud pit, and you better find a vault. Because whenever you have an emotional feelings, lock it in your vault oh, and yeah. be a bank and just hold it in your vault and hold it and hold it and hold it and when you can't take it, either run away to your fantasy or explode with anger mm-hmm. and those are my four skills that don't work right, but I'm pulling down the curtain, I'm stopping the shame dialogue, the mud pit. I'm deciding that if I look at my stories and tell stories I don't die. Mm. I learn about emotions and grieving and sadness. And it's it's funny, he said I'm learning whole new skills like playing mm. and resting and grieving and releasing and just living simpler. This is what I was supposed to do as a boy too. I'm supposed to do it as a boy, I'm supposed to do it as a man. And the joy has there's more joy inside myself and I can enter joy with my wife and with my God. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because I think as
0: I've seen men have these kinds of awakenings over time, I think there's a, there's a reaction that can, that one can have. And I know that I've had it over the years too, where um, I will have sorrow well up at, very unusual times and the sorrow is wrapped around the idea that i didn't come out of this shell sooner mm. you know what i mean and now, i don't i don't mean that in the shame way no. But no. The, it's but, a but the idea sort of, of
1: sadness
0: man if i'd only really known yes the degree to which i can really be free oh i would have and that's why i think we we have such passion in what right. we're doing here on this Amen. program the and in this thing. ministry, because we're going listen, we're we've, we're experiencing this joy. We we know what it is to have soul connections. We know what it is to be free from all the the, the mud pit and the running and the anger and all those kinds of things. And, and not to not and, to say in any way that you and I are not still in process. We're very much still right. in process. But as it pertains to this idea of awakening, mm-hmm. oh how we want people to come out and and wake up. Sooner rather than later.
1: Yes. And we're talking to mud pit walkers (laughs) and former mud pit walkers. And we are former mud pit walkers ourselves. And we're inviting everyone out there that's living in a mud pit to recognize there's another emotional place. And it's joy. Mm. And it's what we're designed for. Not to stay... With the struggle, he said, of being in my head. It's the scariest place to go, right? But to recognize that the Father's waiting, he's got everything in place right now. He's been, the pause button has been hit on your side, and as soon as you unpause, he's ready to go. Father, Son, and Spirit, right? All the teachings, all the principles, mm-hmm. you know, all his nature, all that he's put in design. All that he has in relationship is ready for you. Well, I guess that's where we can wrap up. That's and, where and we I wrap really, up.
0: I really thank you, Stephen, for bringing this. I, and and we want to thank this guy for doing this too. I mean, yes. we're, we never give out names or anything like that. But what a blessing that I think he has been to so many yes. to share this part of the story. Because I think it inspires, it, it makes us realize, man, there is freedom there is an awakening that can occur. Yes, And listeners, we're always grateful that you're with us. And uh, we want to let you know that if you want to reach out to us, the ways you can do that is you can go through our website at puresexradio.com or you can go on to Twitter and you can connect with us at Pure Sex Radio. And until next time, uh, we'll see you later and look forward to having you back. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.